Hello everybody, this is Will Bronlick, and this is the Zero Quarter Podcast. Coming to you today on a lovely November day. Yes, that is correct. It is uh, November, starting to become the middle of the month. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and I'm still wearing shorts. So, football season is getting close to ending here at Gardner-Webb. Their last home game is going to be next week against Monmouth, and it will be senior night. And it's going to be very sad uh, that the football season is about to end. And TJ and I are going to talk about it. And I'm sorry that he's not here right now. But he will be back next week. However, as the football season ends, I learned that when one journey ends, another begins. Because, get excited everybody, because basketball season is here. It is finally here. Oh man, I am like so excited. This is like my favorite time of year, besides Christmas, of course. Um, and uh, I just love basketball. It's fun, it's energetic, it gives you a huge rush of energy. It's just simply amazing. And me being from Connecticut, you know that I would do enjoy watching UConn basketball. But I'm more excited to see Gardner Webb basketball play here on campus. And uh, Garner Webb actually has their first uh, official game tonight uh, as they uh, traveled all the way to Dallas, Texas to play SMU at 8 p.m. on ESPN3. And I have to say, what a journey that Garner Webb had uh, the last time uh, last season. Uh, they went 17 and 16 uh, last season, and they made it to the Big South tournament. They beat Campbell, the host team, uh, 79 to 69. Then they went on to upset Coastal Carolina in the, the uh, in the quarterfinals, uh, 69 to 65. However, their magical run uh, ended up uh, going coming up just short when they lost to Winthrop, 82 to 69. All right. So last year the team went 10 and 8 in the conference. They are 9 and 4 at home. However, they are 6 and 11 on the road. Their field goal percentage is about 42.7 from the field. And their three-point percentage is about uh, 34.1%. Total of 75 points per game, 38 rebounds per game, and 13 assists per game. So you can bet without a doubt that uh, the Garner-Webb team is going to have their share of triumphs and struggles. But, rest assured, we, are, we should be in for what should be a very interesting uh, season as the team is being led by coach Tim Kraft and uh, senior uh, Tyrell Nelson. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I absolutely cannot wait. All right. So next up, we have uh, the NBA. As I actually found some very surprising news. As when Chicago, uh, the Bulls, visited the Miami Heat, when Dwayne Wade was introduced, he received a very warm ovation from the crowd. Excuse me. Yes, he received a really good ovation, a very positive uh, feedback or reaction from everybody. As the Bulls went on to defeat the Heat, 98-95. to 95. Man, what a thrilling finish that was. Rajon Rondo had 16 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 steals. So you must be asking yourselves, is Rajon Rondo the key to replacing Derrick Rose? I'd say with these stats, yes. 
because how because you don't get 16 points and 12 rebounds just out of pure luck. You have to have legit skill in order to uh, compete, in order to uh, fill in some big shoes. And uh, when Derrick Rose left, it sort of made uh, the whole Chicago Bulls team feel a little bit empty inside. Like, they had one uh, missing piece of the puzzle, and I say with Rajon Rondo, they found uh, that missing piece. And now the Bulls have risen up to 5-4. and four. The season is still very fresh, ladies and gentlemen. There's still plenty of basketball to go. Um, but let's talk about the Miami rookie, Hassan Whiteside. 20 points, 20 rebounds, 3 blocks, and 1 steal. You know, for a rookie, that's uh, pretty impressive. And you can just bet uh, that he is. there is just more of him to come. And the Heat uh, have dropped 2-2-5. Two, two, Alright, so for tonight's NBA highlight game, this is a game that I personally selected. It will be the Los Angeles Clippers going to battle against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder standing at 6-2 as Russell Westbrook leads the Thunder in uh, points, 31 per game, and assists, 9 per game. So, here's an another uh, question. Has Russell Westbrook filled in the shoes that uh, Kevin Durant left empty when he went on to go to Golden State? Well, I'd say if you, you're putting up 30 points uh, per game... I'd say mission accomplished, uh, so way to go Russell Westbrook, you are now officially the team leader of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and you guys are actually on the right track right now to uh, possibly getting to the NBA Finals. However, their, one of their main roadblocks would have to be the Los Angeles Clippers. While the Thunder are 6-2, and two, the Clippers are, are just about 7-1. and one. Blake Griffin leads the, the Clippers in points, which is about 19 per game. DeAndre Jordan leads the Clippers in rebounds, 11 per game. And Chris Paul leads the clip the team in assists, 8 assists per game. That's why you call Chris Paul one of the best assisters, one of the best players that assists in the whole game. Alright, moving on to the, uh, AF, to the NFL. Last night, uh, the Ravens battled the Browns, and uh, the Ravens earned the right to be in the sole possession of first place in the AFC North after beating the Browns 28-7. to Joe Flacco had 296 passing yards, three touchdowns, with only two interceptions. And uh, here's a game that we're going to talk about soon, uh, the Cowboys and the Steelers, because sources say that Tony Romo will be unlikely to be active versus the Steelers. And, from my personal opinion, it would probably be the best idea. Because when you look at Dak Prescott, he has 2,020 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, and only two interceptions this whole season. And this guy just started. I mean, you can't get stats these good, this good. The only way it's possible is if you were playing a video game and the, the difficulty was set to easy. But, I'm just over-exaggerating. Dak Prescott definitely is on a roll, and uh, I am very much looking forward to seeing what should be a very interesting game. Alright, so now on to our NFL game picks. First up, we have the Packers and the Titans. Now, 
for when I looked on the injury list, Randall Cobb and Clay Matthews are labeled as questionable. So you can bet that that'll put a little bit of hurt on the offense and defense of the of the Packers. Meanwhile, for the Titans, Demarco Murray is out, and you know him as a good runner, and he's a, a good target for Marcus Mariota. Um, but I'd say that this is actually going to be a close game, possibly low scoring. I'd say 21 to 13 Packers. All right, Vikings and Redskins. All right, so when the Vikings were five and one, I honestly thought that they were on top of the world. However, they just started to fall apart. And right now, they just seem like a big mess right now. And uh, I honestly thought Sam Bradford was going to uh, find his charm. We thought he found his charm when he went to Minnesota because a lot of people seemed very iffy about it at the time. Um, but after uh, the first uh, six games, you can tell that uh, Sam Bradford has kind of lost his charm and now the Vikings are starting to go downhill. Meanwhile, for the Redskins, Kirk Cousins has 321 passing yards and 12 touchdowns total this whole season. Now, this guy's pretty new to me and pretty new to a lot of other people. Yes, I consider Kirk Cousins a bit underrated. Um, but I'd say this would this may not that record-wise there it should be good. However, I think this could also be a low-scoring game. I'm gonna say 16 to 10 Redskins. All right. Next up, we have uh, Falcons versus Eagles. Car Carson Wentz going up against Matt Ryan. Now, I haven't lost uh, all faith in uh, Carson Wentz. I do believe he can be good, very good, actually. He's been doing good the first few weeks, so right up until the Eagles dropped, and now they're four and four. Meanwhile, for the Falcons, they're six and four, three. They beat the Broncos, the defending Super Bowl champs, in their own stadium. So you can bet that Matt Ryan and the Falcons are going to be all fired up about the rest of the season, looking to earn a spot in the playoffs, maybe even a first-round bye. So, overall, I think this is going to be an exciting game. I think this may be one of the most exciting games we've seen lately. Um, the last one was that to be the Broncos and the Raiders, where the Raiders surprisingly beat the Broncos. Um... But uh, Matt Ryan has just been very impressive lately, and I can't uh, go against the, the Falcons on this one. I'm going to go with the Falcons, 28-24. All right, next up we have the Broncos traveling to the Big Easy to take on the Saints. All right, now here's a QB that uh, surprised me as well. Trevor Simeon. He had 251 passing yards and 10 touchdowns this whole season. That is absolutely incredible. All right, but I believe that uh, when, when you go against the Saints in their own stadium, it's gonna be really uh, tough because I've actually been in the Superdome one time for a football game and it gets loud, like really loud. So that's gonna be uh, tough on the Broncos, but I'm gonna say the Broncos by three on this one. All right, 
Now we have uh, the Cowboys going up against the Steelers. Rookie Dak Prescott versus the veteran Ben Roethlisberger. This is going to be sort of like a David and Goliath battle, ladies and gentlemen. Because you have this newcomer in Dak Prescott who just came out of nowhere and just exploded onto the scene here in the NFL. And uh, for Ben Roethlisberger, he knows the drill. He's done it all. He's won a Super Bowl. And uh, it looks like that uh, David wants to take down Goliath. Well, I'd say uh, that happens. I'd say David takes down Goliath. I'm predicting 31-28 for the Cowboys. Uh, however, I don't think this will be easy, uh, though. Just because that the Cowboys are 7-1 doesn't mean that the rest of the season is going to be, be a piece of cake. They are arguably going to have a really rough time ahead of them. All right. So that about does it for this segment on the show. Next up, we're going to have an interview with head wrestling coach Daniel Elliott. So stay tuned. I'm here with a very special guest in the station. Uh, he is none other than the head coach of the wrestling team here at Gardner-Webb. It is Mr. Daniel Elliott. Coach Elliott, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. All right, so first off, how long have you been the wrestling coach here at Gardner-Webb? Well, I'm starting my fifth year as head coach this year. I started as a graduate assistant, though, in 2006, so I guess this will be our my sixth year, uh, tenth year as a, as a coach here at Gardner-Webb. All right, so did you ever wrestle in high school or college? Yeah, I started wrestling when I was six, and so um, I actually – through, from then through through high school, I came here and wrestled myself in 2001, 2002 was my freshman year here, and I graduated in 2006. So. All right. So, all right. So you guys had a big meet in Philadelphia last weekend. Right. Correct? Yep. All right. Tell us how that went. Well, we had three matches, with one with Shippensburg, one with Sacred Heart, and one with Drexel, who was the host school. And... We started off with Shippensburg, beat them pretty good, um, lost two matches, beat them 30-something to, to six, beat Sacred Heart pretty bad too, 30-something um, to six again, and then we lost to Drexel 23-15. to 15. All right. So overall, that's uh, pretty good. It's okay, yeah. All right. So how do you motivate the guys before a match? Is there like a certain song, or do you read some, have some sort of motivational speech? We we talked before the match um, for for each kid and, and getting himself motivated and getting himself focused is kind of different. Some guys like to move around, talk and laugh and, and joke. Some guys like to sit in the corner and just listen to their music by themselves. And um, you know, so we kind of let them do their own thing, then bring them together right before we get rolling and just you know encourage them with with what their their training's been going through and and where they are that they're they're ready to go and hopefully. Give them a little hoorah speech before they get out there and wrestle. A little love of motivation never helps. Nope. All right. So, what made you want to go into coaching? Well, you know, when I, I graduated, I had a, a history degree and a communications degree, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do with that. And then the opportunity to be a graduate assistant just sort of came to me. And so, I was a grad student coaching wrestling, got my master's in the process, and it just sort of fell into place, and, and I don't know if early on that was my dream, but it just kind of, as things unfolded, you know, I, I realized that I enjoy it, and 
seemed to be pretty good at it and you know I love what I do so it just sort of made sense to stick with it and uh, you said it before that that this will be like your 10th year of coaching 10th year of coaching right All right so okay so correct me if I'm wrong and I try to do a bit of a count but you have 14 seniors on the team 11 11 um, how did you see like their growth over the past four years that you've been coaching them well, we've taken most of our guys that they weren't highly recruited, and so we've taken guys that were sort of your on paper second tier type recruits coming out of high school, and we've we've developed them. I mean, we've had guys who have won one state title in high school who are now nationally ranked in college, and and that's that's sort of what we've we've prided ourselves on over the past few years of uh, of taking those kids and developing them and, and growing them. And so we have we have three. Now, five fifth-year seniors on the team this year and, and six four-year seniors. And so we do have some other four-year guys on our team that had redshirted during the process, so they're, they're not graduating this year. We'll have three more graduate next year. So All right, you have 11 uh, seniors, and uh, how many total guys are on the team? 32. Oh, wow, that's so amazing. That's a good, good group of kids. All right, so what would uh, the normal crowd at a wrestling event uh, here at Gardner-Webb be like? Like the size or, or what? What do you mean the, by? The size, are people like getting all fired up, cheering people on? If, if we if we time it right with, with when the match is, we, we get a pretty good-sized crowd. Um, weekends at Gardner-Webb, a lot of people go home. It's hard to pull, pull some. Um, you know, we've had a couple – but we had to do it. There's no other way. A couple Sunday afternoon matches, and that's just an empty, empty stands for that. But if we get a good weeknight crowd, um, it, it gets pretty loud. And, and if we're in the match and it's competitive, you know, it's it, it can be pretty exciting. So something my, my coach talked to me a lot about when you go when you step on the mat, when you step on the mat, you want to put out something that is exciting that that fans will want to enjoy watching and come back to. And that's sort of what we try to promote with our guys and. Obviously, if you win, more people are going to come support you, and that's ultimately the the goal when you step out there is to come away with a win so people enjoy watching you have success. All right, this is actually a pretty important question. When is the first match here at Gardner-Webb? December 2nd. It's a Friday night. University of Virginia will be here. All right, so you people better mark your calendars for that event coming up very soon, actually. Right, about three weeks. All right. So I would say the last question would be, what are you most looking forward to about this wrestling season? Um, well, our fifth-year seniors are, are the guys that were part of my first ever recruiting class as a head coach. And so we've seen them grow up and, and develop. And, you know, with the 11 guys we have leaving the program this year, it's, a, it's at a point where these guys have been in the system for, for several years now. They've set the tone. The bar's been raised. Our young guys are, are, are catching up. That it's kind of where the puzzle pieces have fallen into place for us to have a great year this year. We won a won a share of the conference title last year. I think we have a, a team back this year who can we can win it outright. I think we can put multiple guys in the national tournament when it matches. And I think we have several guys in our team who who are good enough to be NCAA All Americans this year. Wow! And, and if we can. Put things together, I, I don't think being a top 20, top 25 team by the end of the year is out of the question for us. Okay. All right, so and now on to possibly my favorite part of the whole show, uh, the college football uh, picks. All right, let's go. All right, so I went ahead and picked the top uh, games that I think would be best uh, for tomorrow. 
hold on. Did you have Duke beat North Carolina last night? Yeah. I am going to talk about Duke beating North Carolina. <laughs> I suppose you're a Duke fan. Uh, I'm not really a anybody fan, but I, I was expecting Carolina to win that uh, that that game last night. And Duke, I, I checked the scores this morning and saw Duke won 28-27. So I know it's uh, insane. <laughs> All right, first up, we have Baylor versus number eleven ranked Oklahoma. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. All right. Yeah, I like Oklahoma. I think Baker Mayfield, their quarterback, has been uh, impressive lately. 328 passing yards and four touchdowns last week against Iowa State. I'd say uh, Oklahoma by uh, 14. Well, you look at Baylor wasn't really challenged until the past few weeks, and now that they've ran up with some, some better competition, they've, they haven't really looked great, I don't think. All right. Number nine, Auburn versus Georgia. Auburn. Okay, Auburn. Okay, now the last time I picked Georgia to beat somebody was against Florida, and they lost. Right. So I figured I'm. A, I hopefully I don't make the same mistake again. I'm gonna go with uh, Auburn on this one. I think that's a smart choice. Where's the game at? I don't even know. It's gonna be at Georgia. At Georgia, Auburn sort of quietly plugged away this year and and improved. I mean. They're they're where no one really thought they would be right now, so I, I I think they've got a lot of momentum. No, they came out of nowhere. They're now ranked number nine in the nation. It's just wow. All right, next up we have Georgia Tech at number fourteen Virginia Tech. I'm gonna go with my heart here, not with my brain. I'm a bet. A bet uh, I'm gonna go with Georgia Tech. All right, all right. So uh, I picked uh, Georgia Tech uh, to uh, beat North Carolina last week, right? Because of their quarterback. That wasn't close. Yes, that wasn't. <laughs> Uh, but uh, this time I'm going to go with uh, Virginia Tech. Jared Evans, he had 192 passing yards, 83 rushing yards, and one touchdown last week against Duke and was was actually a very thrilling finish, 24-21. Right. We have uh, Georgia Tech's, one of their strength coaches, used to be a strength coach here at Gardner-Webb, and so um, we used to work out together quite a bit, and that's why I'm going with my heart there, not my head. Right. So. That is really amazing. All right, uh, next one uh, should be a bit of a tough one to choose between. Number 24, LSU, versus number 25, Arkansas. At Arkansas? At Arkansas. I'm going to go LSU. Wow, okay. All right, so I'm trying to keep my faith in uh, the Arkansas running back, Austin Allen, because I believe he actually can do well. And uh, I think he actually does have what it takes to possibly be a first-round draft pick. 243 passing yards and a touchdown in a colossal 31-10 win over Florida. I'd say by three, Arkansas wins. All right. Next up, we have Minnesota visiting number 19, Nebraska. Uh, you can't bet with Minnesota in football. you got to go Nebraska. <laughs> I'm going to go with Nebraska, too. It was, they had a devastating loss against Ohio State last week, 62-3. to It was close. It was very close. <laughs> But, yeah, and their quarterback, Tommy Armstrong Jr., got taken out early. He didn't get to do much, and hopefully he'll be back and healthy by that time. Um, and uh, for our last game, we have number 20, USC, going up against a team that's taken the nation by storm and it has surprised everybody, number four ranked Washington. you got to go Washington there. they got a chip on their shoulder. They're out to prove things wrong and prove everybody that they're overlooking them. I'm going to Washington. All right, yeah, Washington has definitely been a force to be reckoned with. Ever since they knocked off uh, Stanford, uh, it's just been uh, rolling right through. 
And uh, I've actually read that should the playoff, college football playoffs happen today, Washington would take on Alabama. And I believe that should that happen, they could put up a good fight against the Tide. Um, and I like Jake Browning. So I'm going to go with the Washington Huskies. Um, and that ought to do it for this uh, segment on the Zero Quarter Show. Coach Elliott, thank you so much for being here. No problem. Thanks for having me.